It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Alec trying to steer around, picked off, centered, they score! Back over to Manny, splits the defense, his shot, he scores! Back in his own end there was Shillington, on collision, BL, center and feed, they score! This is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Here are your hosts, Nick Nolenberger and Joey Goldstein. Hello and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. I'm Nick Nolenberger, and this is your weekly rundown. The Barracuda kicked off the 2019-20 campaign on the road on Friday night against the Ontario Reign at the Toyota Arena, and despite Ontario finishing dead last a season ago, their lineup on Friday was nothing to scoff at, and they proved they're once again going to be contenders in the West. Early penalty trouble in the first proved costly as the Barracuda dropped their opener 5-0 to the Reign. Former Tucson Roanrunner forward and LA Kings offseason signee Mario Kempe ushered in the new season just to the end of Ontario's first power play in the opening frame. Big springboard off the back wall. Whipping on the shot was Luff on the near side. Back to the half wall, Kempe. Angle chance, threw it off the side of the netting. Back to Kempe's blade. Put on net, tip through, they score. Now that was a bit of lady luck as Ontario has continued to thread the puck towards Cornish and eventually it just pinballed its way through. After Jeffrey Viel was popped late for roughing at 17.04 the first, San Jose's third penalty of the period, former Grand Rapid Griffin and another offseason addition by the LA Kings, Martin Furk, made it 2-0 with a one-timer off the left flank. Mike Anderson to the near side for Sheldon Rumpel. Dropped a pie for Anderson. Pushed far side. One-timer. Same made by Kornosh as the puck rattles in the near side. That was Furk who fired. Another chance and they score. It's a one-timer for Furk. And he pounds it home. It's 2-0 Ontario. It's going to be another power play goal. In the second period, the Barracuda would put 21 shots on net. But it was 19-year-old rookie Rasmus Kapari who would make it 3-0 just 20 seconds into the period. And it's pushed along by... The veteran defenseman Ryan Stanton signed as a free agent spent last year in Bakersfield. Kupari, far side, good stick there by Carrick as he whacks it away. Back towards the net and a rebound, they score. Thrown from distance, it's off the right pad of Coronash and shoveled home on the backhand. Just 22 seconds into the second period. In the late stages of the second period, Rain Ford, Bukanji Umama would, would lead a odd man rush and feed a pass over to Lance Boma, who would fire it into the open net to make it 4 0 rain at 17.40 of the second period. One by San Jose. Yell handed it off for Kanishov. Daniel Brickley will chip it along the window, up and out, and it could be an opportunity. Imama, big door, they score. Lance Boma. Just guides it into the open net on the odd man rush and a perfect feed from Bokanji Mama. And it is all rain. It's 4-0 Ontario. San Jose continued to struggle to find offense. And late in the third, 
Jared Anderson Dolan would seal the victory, making it 5 nothing rain at 18:44. And Ferks is waiting to tee the puck up. He's got it back on his blade. Ferk, Anderson, shot blocked, loose in front, they score! Somehow, someway, Jared Anderson Dolan sitting in a chair atop the crease, gets it past Coronash, it is 5-0 Ontario. Ontario's Cal Peterson would stop all 41 San Jose shots en route to his first AHL shutout in nearly two seasons. Peterson would then pick up a win on Saturday night against the Bakersfield Condors in overtime and was named the AHL's Player of the Week for his back-to-back -back wins. That was your San Jose Barracuda Weekly Roundup. That was our first edition of the weekly roundup as we go back we look at the games that were for the Barracuda and we take a look ahead as well. Nick Nolenberger here joined alongside by Joey Goldstein, my co-host here. It was a tough loss for the Barracuda certainly to kick off the regular season on the road. A tough test as well though going into a hostile environment with uh, what ended up being a pretty impressive roster that Ontario was able to put out there and San Jose ends up falling by a final count of 5-0. They fall into early penalty trouble and it just kind of doomed them as Ontario scored twice of course in that first period twice in the second finish it off with a goal in the third period this was head coach Roy Sommer talking to the media following the game and some positive uh, thoughts from uh, coach Sommer after his team's uh, opening night defeat on Friday in Ontario yeah I don't know if it was really a five nothing game I mean we gave up some odd man rushes I mean we've got a lot of work to do I mean it wasn't uh, the same teams we were playing in the exhibition game when you know, there's a lot of young guys, you know, pretty veteran core we played tonight, you know, with a much improved Ontario lineup than the one we saw last year. Um, you know, they scored quick and, you know, down 2 nothing after one, and that's kind of how they play in here. They get you behind, and then they're pretty stingy. Uh, I thought Peterson was made some great saves, especially in the second. We had 21 shots. I think we had shots to them 12-4, and... Uh, but, you know, a lot of good things, a lot of things we need to work on. We've got to get above pucks. Like I said, odd man rushes were a big factor tonight. And, and uh, special teams. you got a week off until you play again. You know, do, you, do you think about this, or is it just game one? You move on, you take what you can from it? No, you, you do. I mean, you can't get too critical about everything. I mean, we got our camping trip coming up. You know, that'll be something good to kind of get everyone together. And, and then we'll have a couple games before uh, we start up again on Friday. That was head coach Roy Sommer following Friday's loss to the Ontario Reign. So some positive thoughts. I, th I thought uh, Roy wasn't overly you know, emotional about uh, the loss, recognizing it is just game number one on a very long 68-game regular season. And then he also touched on uh, the camping trip that the team does annually. Um, this year, I think they did it over in Santa Cruz, so um, a little bit closer than maybe what they've done in the past. But it's a good chance for everybody to get together, build those mm -hmm. relationships, build some team camaraderie. It's, it's a tradition for Roy Sommer. Some epic stories have come out of some of these uh, some of these camping trips, although some of it's filtered, you don't hear all the stuff, but you hear funny stories about weather and sleeping arrangements. Well, I mean, even even alone, this camping trip the past two years hasn't happened because of uh, well, last year they were they were supposed to go. I don't know if last year was Bodega Bay or somewhere further up north, but it was canceled because of the uh, the wildfires that were happening. And the year before, it was canceled because of rain. And I think that was the year they were supposed to go to Bodega Bay, so it got canceled again. So 
this is a trip that's like two years in the making, and Roy has done this every year for, I mean, as far back as, as I can remember hearing stories about it, but he was doing it in Worcester, carried it in here into San Jose, and it's, uh, like I said, it's a good team bonding trip, and it's, a, it's everybody kind of says, you know, that that first road trip is when the team really bonds and things like that. That's why Roy likes to do this early, because it, it almost is like a road trip. It's you, your teammates, the coaches, there's no internet, there's no TV, you're, you're out camping and just having a good time with everybody really coming together as a unit. So um, obviously tough loss on, on Friday, the way uh, things kind of went down. We can dive into that a little bit, but um, I think, like you said, it, it started off a little tough with some bad penalties. I think the penalties by Chakovic and VL early on were probably a little undisciplined that, that led to goals, and at that point you're, you're chasing the game. Um, the thing for me that stood out, Cal Peterson's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think that Ontario team, is, as much as they struggled last year, they're going to be held afloat by their goal by Cal all season long. So as well as he plays, I mean, they're good enough to, to obviously score goals and, and, and compete. But if Cal plays like that and he dominated Bakersfield the following night or two nights after that, I mean, he won AHL Player of the Week. He made some unreal saves. He robbed Joaquin Blickfield on a – the net was wide open robbed him, absolutely robbed Alexander True on a one-timer coming across the crease. And I saw him do it two nights later in Bakersfield on Cooper Marodi or Benson or whoever it was did the same exact thing. So uh, definitely it's, it, was, it was a classic Barracuda-Ontario game, very heavy, very physical, but yeah, Peterson was unbelievable. Yeah, everybody's going to make their way-too-early predictions after week one of the HL season, but you give Ontario credit. It looks like a much-improved group from a season ago, and they're going to go where Cal Peterson takes him, as you mentioned. I had a little bit of a letdown, I thought, last year. Did play a lot up top, though, and I think maybe that messes with guys' rhythm when they're up and mm -hmm. down constantly. Um, but compared to his rookie campaign he had two years ago, it was a little bit of a letdown. His numbers weren't great at the AHL level or actually better at the NHL level last year. But he's a proven goaltender at this level, and he's one of the elite ones in the AHL. And certainly what the LA Kings hope is their future in between the pipes at you know, with the big club um, to be determined. They signed Jack Campbell to an extension, which was a bit of a surprise. That kind of meant that Peterson was coming back down. Of course, they've obviously got Jonathan Quick. Mm -hmm. Quick's dealt with some injuries over the last few years, but, uh, you know, no uh, no uh, scoffing at his resume um, with the two Stanley Cups. So um, they hope Peterson is the future in between the pipes. Certainly he's the present right now in the AHL. Very impressive debut, as you mentioned, on that Blickfeld then true. I mean, absolute robbery. These are these are great A saves. Um, and really could have changed the complexion of the hockey game at Sandals. They'd been able to get one past him in that second period where they put 21 shots on net, had 41 in total. Now, I always say in Ontario it's a little bit inflated. The numbers just mm -hmm. seem to be a little bit higher there in terms of shots. But he still was excellent, especially in that second period. He wasn't overly tested in the first, but very impressive for Peterson. And it's going to be a tough Ontario group, especially if they have that lineup, because they have some new additions, um, some young guys. Um, we saw uh, two new additions in, in Mario Kempe and also Martin Furk, who were signed as free agents by the Kings, who have AHL experience. They both scored in that game. I think Kempe's now got four goals or something like that, four points. Um, three goals, I think three assists now that I think about it, um, in two games. So he's been a nice addition for them in the early going. But um, Ontario's going to be in the mix, I think, uh, throughout the year. That's going to be a good hockey team. Yeah, it's tough to tell. I mean, like you said, it's too early. You don't want to make any crazy predictions. I remember early in the season last year, we were talking about Tucson being the cream of the crop in the American Hockey League, and they kind of fell off a little bit as, as things went on. But you never really know what's, how things are going to shake up, what's going to happen. Um, but what we can talk about is kind of the Barracuda side of things. And like you said, the first period, even the third period, I just there wasn't really a rhythm. Aside from that second period, 
it just wasn't there. It felt like, at least for me, watching the game from my couch on AHL TV, it just seemed like um, they they didn't do a good job of creating pressure in front of Cal Peterson's face, getting in, in, in the way and, and taking away his sight lines. A lot of the saves he made were, aside from the ridiculous ones that he made, were relatively easy. They, we didn't make things difficult, except for the second period, which is when you had, you know, there was that one mad dash in front of the net where Hogwarts had to wrap around where nobody knew where the puck was. And there were a couple of situations like that where you, you create that traffic, it makes it a little bit difficult, makes things a little bit more uncomfortable for the goalie. But for the most part, I, th- I don't think the, the CUDA did enough of that. Um, so that's something I would expect to see more of this coming weekend when San Diego and Bakersfield are here. And then I also, the penalty kill in general, which is was kind of un- uncharacteristic, I guess, given the way that Somers teams have been in the past couple of years. That's, that's usually a pretty buttoned-up unit, and, and it wasn't so on, uh, on Friday. So that's another thing. But like you said, it's so early in the year that you can't, you, you can't put a ton of uh, yeah, stake into it. And I think it's, it, it'll all get worked out eventually. It's just, you know, some, some kinks you got to work out here and there. But. Some is- interesting roster notes. Some we saw last week, uh, Dalton Prout got injured. Tim, he got injured. That means Jake Middleton went up. Well, he got injured in his uh, one game of action. So that also means now that Trevor Carrick is up. And there's only six defense on the Barracuda roster right now. No word right now of an additional defenseman coming in. Now, the Sharks are on a road trip right now. They'll be in Nashville tonight. More news in terms of roster fluctuation because it sounds like the longtime shark and legend in this organization, Patrick Marlowe, is coming back. back. That just came became public just uh, a few minutes ago. Um, so that means, does that push down a forward down to the AHL? Um, it most likely does. Who's who's going to be in the lineup on Friday to be determined? I think head coach Roy Sommer is going to shake it up a little bit from what we saw. Nick Malash will definitely get in. He didn't play on Friday. He'll get in just uh, strictly off numbers. I thought he'd probably get a look on Friday no matter who got called up just because of the result. Your club gives up five goals, but... Um, I also think, too, with him, I think part of it was, I mean, he's really only been here for like a week. So having to still learn the systems. Yes, he jumped in that preseason game, but I think that was more so to, yeah, see what he can do, but shake off some some rust because he didn't play the night before. Uh, but but really, uh, you know, having him just get used to the systems and understanding how Roy and, and the coaches like the game to be played. Um, so I'm excited to see him play for sure. But yeah, there's going to be a little bit of roster. I would, I would think... By the time the Sharks get back from this road trip, Carrick could be suiting up on Friday because they play in Chicago on a Thursday. All likelihood, they're flying out of Chicago that night and coming back. So with them being home, it's a lot easier to call guys up and down than it is to have somebody on a road trip. So it's potential that Carrick could be playing with us on Friday. Uh, but obviously, we don't, we don't know. But with the Marlowe thing, I think there is something coming. We just don't know who it could be. We could speculate all we want, but until the news comes down, we, we don't know for sure. Yeah, we do expect it to be one of those young guys that were, you know, guys who, who surprised and made the, the big club. Is it a year Tyken? Um, he would be, you know, that's what you said off air would be your guess. I think that's probably a good guess. Um, no knock against him. It just means it's it's a bit of a numbers game right now with Marlowe coming into for the any, fold. For any of them, it's a numbers game, yep. right? A Gambrell, a Bergman, all these guys are, are it's, it's a numbers game for all of them. So, um, I mean, who, and it doesn't. Just we say it all the time. Just because they get sent down now doesn't mean they're never going to go back up. They could go back up for Sunday. You know what yep. I mean? Like it, it, things could happen in the blink of an eye. So yep. you, you never know. One more note on rosters: as we we look, the lineup just came out for the Sharks. It does look like Carrick will be in. He'll be a D partner with uh, 
Mario Ferraro. So Carrick makes his Sharks debut. Played a handful of games up top over the last few years with the Carolina Hurricanes, but he'll don teal at the NHL level for the first time. That's a big test going into Nashville, mm -hmm. into that tough uh, building. So Sharks obviously desperate for wins, um, having started the season 0-3. Um, it'll be a big test tonight, but Carrick, he'll get a look at the NHL level with uh, several injuries on the back end. So um, lots going on right now in, in Teal Town right now. So, um, you know, the movement and the impact is being felt at both the NHL and the AHL level. Let's uh, shift gears quickly, Joe, as we look ahead to Friday. It is the home opener against the San Diego Goals. It'll be a rematch of the playoff series between the Barracuda last year and the Goals, so a little bit extra on the mm -hmm. line. Of course, the Barracuda want to come home and get off on the right foot after that 5 nothing loss um, on Friday against the uh, Ontario Reign for the San Diego Goals. Um, Always a good club. It's a different lineup than we saw last year, kind of to be determined on who will be in um, on Friday, but uh, should be fun. Give us a little bit of a rundown on what fans should uh, expect because there's a lot going on from a promotional standpoint mm -hmm. leading into obviously the action on the ice will be exciting, but there's tons going on off the ice for fans to get excited about as well. Yeah, Friday's a big day. Obviously, the, the home opener is it's your kickoff to the new season, right? So you want to make it a big, fun event for everybody involved. So obviously, we've got this impulse and with the SAP Center clear bag policy. We're obviously going to follow suit with that. So uh, we're going to give away clear bags with the bear, big Barracuda logo on the middle of it uh, to the first 4,000 fans in the building. Each of the bags are stuffed with some coupons. I think there's a Dunkin' Donuts coupon in there and a Safeway coupon in there. So uh, if you're a big Dunkin' Donuts guy like I am, that's going to be great for you to, to, to hang on to. Uh, but everybody's going to get the four, first 4,000 fans look at that clear bag. Uh, doors are going to open an hour early, so it's 6 o'clock. Uh, as opposed to the normal 45 minutes. We'll do the full team introductions like we usually do, one by one, introduce everybody, coaches, all that good stuff. Um, we're going to have, what else? We've got the power pour. That's probably one of the things I'm most excited about this year. I know we, people are a little, some people are a little bummed out. There are no more $1 hot dogs, $2 beers. That, that promotion is no more. And that was something we only ran on Fridays. Uh, on the flip side, as, as great as that was, we are putting in this power pour, which runs for all 34 home games. So no more, it's, oh, I can only get this on Fridays. You can show up on a Wednesday night, and we could score three power play goals in the first two periods, and we'd be having a great time. So uh, that's, that's happening. We've got the reveal of our fifth anniversary team that everybody voted on over the summer. And um, those six guys are going to be represented on three bobbleheads throughout the year, so it's going to be dual three different dual bobbleheads. So each bobblehead will have two guys on it uh, based on the guys uh, that everybody voted on for the fifth year anniversary team. We've got a nice reveal video for that too, which looks awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm real excited to show that off. We're going to have some lots of fifth year anniversary elements. We've got flashback moments and, and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, home opener is going to be a, a good time. What else? I think there was one more thing. Intermission signings. Williams Party Rental. Uh, once again, back as a, as a proud partner of ours, presenting our intermission signings a handful of times throughout the year. We will be doing that during the second intermission on the concourse outside of Section 115, just like we did last year, to be determined who's taking a part of that. But we will uh, that will be a part of the festivities as well. $10, yeah. $10 parking for everybody and the $5 value menu, hot dogs, nachos, pretzels, hot dogs, nachos, pretzels, popcorn for $5. Uh, across the board as part of our fifth year value menu for fans so lots of things to be excited about lots of things to you know for and 
Barracuda Hockey's back, right? I mean, I'm just excited for the home opener. It's, it's weird where you play one game on a Friday and then have such a long layover till you play again. Uh, but I'm excited and, and ready to get going. Yeah, and for the goals, a similar situation. They have played just one game. They won't play again until Friday against the Barracuda. They will be in Stockton on Saturday, so they'll play a couple games up north. They fell 2-1 on Friday against Bakersfield, so they're in a 0-1 an overtime well. game too, I think? Um, I believe it was in regulation, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe um, the overtime game was Bakersfield, it was definitely Ontario. definitely Ontario, Bakersfield. That did need overtime. So for San Diego and for San Jose, you have two rested groups getting ready for Friday. Um, for the Barracuda, they're off Saturday. Then they'll play the early game on Sunday at one fifteen start. Um, the San Jose Sharks, of course, on the road tonight. They'll be in Nashville. Then they take on Chicago. They return back home on Sunday. So it'll be our first hockey day in San Jose doubleheader with the Sharks playing the second game at 7 o'clock against Johnny Goodrow and the Calgary Flames. So lots of hockey going on at SAP Center. We're excited to kick it off uh, in the home portion now. So the Barracuda, of course, we're on the road to kick off the regular season. So um, we'll kind of do it like this as we continue off. Highlights as we had with our, our recap of, of the week that was. We'll look ahead at our promotions, the schedule, the standings, uh, so forth. We'll try to touch uh, on all levels of the Barracuda. Also, we're hoping to get uh, some, some guys on on a consistent basis during our, our weekly rundown as well. So we'll hear maybe some behind the scenes from some of these guys. I know we We've had uh, good success and some good feedback from fans when they're able to hear uh, kind of the life uh, of these guys away from the rink. So a lot to, lot to be had as the mm -hmm. upcoming season uh, continues along here, and we'll really start ramping it up this weekend uh, with the home opener on Friday. Yeah. So uh, for now, we'll say uh, thank you for everybody for joining us. We'll talk to you all early next week. Um, and for now, we'll say go Cuda. Go Cuda.